that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Out podcast brought to you with our friends at gambling.com. Of course, it's National Hunt season 23-24. I think we're on to week four of the Race Hour. Unfortunately, Dermot Nolan is not here this week. He's got other duties he must attend to. No doubt he will be back next week uh, to talk about the fallout from what is the second uh, big Cheltenham meeting of the winter. Of course, coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday at the... Uh, well, the Paddy Power meeting, isn't it? I love, I love this one. It's always got some cracking races in it. I brought two uh, very uh, esteemed guests along to help us with it. Of course, Stephen Cass is back. Mr. Cass, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. We'll miss Dermo, won't we? We will miss him. Yeah, we will. Do you think if the numbers are good, he wouldn't? Uh, we could just drop him then forever. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta play the figures. I think I'm probably in more danger of that than him, Stephen, based on previous, you know, episodes. But yeah. What would we, I don't know if you fancy hosting it, though. Maybe I'm saying... Who? Dermo fancy hosting it? Yeah. Oh, he's done like... that. No, he's useless. He's absolutely useless at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it, not me, yeah. Stephen. Good man, good man. Uh, joining uh, Mr. Cass alongside myself is Darren Hughes. Darren, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Dean. I'm good. Not too bad. Uh, looking forward to an actual week's racing, a chat, or weekend's racing, a chat, I should say. Looks like a decent card, so let's get stuck into it. Yeah, fair play. Do you know, um, I think I said on this one when we did the the opening uh, meeting at Cheltenham this season that yeah, the Irish come over, send the B team, C team, D team and pick up a lot of races. It might be a little bit more even this weekend. There are a couple of races that are set up for benefits for them, like sort of cross country and stuff like that. But I think it might be a little bit more even. So uh, we might get a bit more of a, well, a natural competitive card. It certainly looks like good stuff. Quick chat about the weekend that's just been, though. Um, what did we make of Jerry Colon, Darren Hughes? I think I said his bubble would burst. His bubble didn't burst, but he wasn't super exciting. Uh, I think he had a few things go wrong. Um, I think Conflate had spent half the race jumping into him. Um, he landed on one fence himself, to be fair. That was his own fault. Um, and as you know, as we discussed on the pod last week, it probably weren't, they aren't, they're far from his ideal circumstances. I mean, if the, I think he actually won half snug enough in the end. Like, I think if the race was another even 10 or 15 yards, I think you could have put another three or four lengths between himself and Elmo Allen. Maybe that's a bit, a bit of an exaggeration, but ballpark would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think lots to work with 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 from there. I assume he wasn't uh, fully cooked. Um, one more run between, between now and Cheltenham would be a concern for me. Um, seems like a horse that would thrive in his race, and his, his best race seems to be his last race every season. So I'm not sure about that decision, but... Um, uh, I'd say B minus, uh, maybe maybe C plus B minus as, as comeback score for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll take that on board. I, yeah, I'd be I completely thrown by the idea that he might be running one more time before Cheltenham. I'd definitely be in your camp there, uh, Mister Cass. Did he enhance his uh, Gold Cup claims? I, well, I was impressed. I, I I thought he jumped in the main very very well, and only for Jack Kennedy gave him an absolute stones, he would have won easy because <laughs> he had him on the wrong side of conflated the whole way around. And then that maneuver between the second last and the last, sure he he had to switch twice during uh, between the two fences, so it has to have used up an awful lot of petrol. Um, he nearly killed his chance just doing that maneuver. If he'd held his line, ter- he he would have won by five or six lengths, I think, because conflated actually jumped the last t- dead straight. Um. Jack had to do what he had to do out of panic, but he gave him a really bad ride and the horse still won well. Um, very impressed. I mean, the, the form of that Brown advisory is looking good. Uh, so his lifetime form is just looking good in general. Yeah, he's, he's a big contender for the Gold Cup for sure. Uh, it's just a shame that the crap going on with this cross country and, you know, all the dodging going on because the Lexus in the old days, it would have been an absolute belter. You probably would have had Gallop and Deschamps and uh, Jerry Kalam. And you would have had Manila Indo and you would have had Conflated and all these horses and it would have been a much yeah. richer race for it. Uh, so that 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 was nearly my bigger takeaway from the race is that, geez, it's going to be a dull enough season with this Gordon and Willie shadow boxing um, and it's going to be draining enough. But uh, on Jerry Klam, I thought he was very good. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, we're going to get into some of this nonsense that's going on. If you look at the Troy Town, which we will later on, we're going to throw that into the mix for the weekend racing. It's like 175 Gordon Elliott horses against themselves so yeah pick the bones out of that we will have a go 
Um, okay, Jerry Colon, then uh, there was the, the Paul Nichols show, as we predicted, happened at Wincanton, Darren. It wasn't necessarily the four. I mean, obviously, we covered the TV races. He picked up the first two and then two uh, following that. Um, Nappers Hill, obviously, in there. Reboard was in there. Nichols doing okay on home soil. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Napa still surprised me, I have to say. Um, I opposed him last week um, on the show. Uh, still not sure what he beat, to be honest. Um, though he put in an exhibition of jumping, like he jumps like a proper good one. So that'll obviously stand to him in future. Uh, I think three under two through five, mine and his days are finished. Uh, I think he's, he might he, be a little bit of a twice. I don't think I wanted to, to ask you about that, Darren, because he, he looked like he should just go on a win several times during the race. Like he yeah. kept coming, he's doing everything pretty easily. But then, you never really know with Cobden. The horse didn't seem to want to go past anything, really. Yeah, he got yeah. there almost by mistake. Yeah, I, I I think there might be a bit of a kink in him. I'd say he's plenty of ability. Like, he probably has, in terms of absolute ability as regards to his mark, he's probably still ahead of it. It's just, I, I, I don't think he puts it all in. And uh, especially in the type of races he's running in, you know, maximum effort is generally required uh, to go and win. So, you know, he was three on in the run. Being brutally honest, I thought he might be shorter. Um, But... Other uh, people knew, Darren. I was counting money. I was like, just a question just, of when they go past. Same, to be honest. But in any case, that that's me and him finished. Um, you know, he, he'll pick up plenty of place prize money going forward, but uh, he won't be doing it with my cash in his back anyway, I can tell you that. That's fair enough. I mean, Stephen, I don't imagine you were too uh, concerned what Nichols was doing at Wing Canton. There were a couple of decent uh, Irish horses out as well at the weekend that perhaps we didn't cover in advance. I did give Dino Blue a good mention for the season ahead. I think you might have seen the Mayor's Chase winner beat Phil Dora, she should. And there was Grange Clare West, back to something like previous hype levels, I would say, with, with a good win as well. On Irish soil, anything else catch your eye, including that? Yeah, yeah, Grange Clare West was very good. Uh, the, the problem with that race, I have a thing with this, like the sun, the low sun thing at Nace was complete bullshit because... You know, we all know if you're driving into super low sun, fair enough, you can see it. But the sun was coming from from the side. And if, you, if you've ever been out for a walk and the sun is baiting on the side, you can't have a better view in front of you. You just have a long shadow to, to your side. So I've no idea what the issue was. And do you ever notice when they bypass the fences, whoever's second, they can't go up sides. They have to check back in, let the leading horse go around. So how can you make up the ground? It's just, it's it, like the low sun. I get it if it's, if it's actually beaten into their heads, but Great Clare West, I was annoyed because I have a big thing for Hartwood, who I think if he jumped the last or hadn't got, got an opportunity to jump the last, he's such a good jumper. Um, Could have had a different result. Uh, but Hartwood, uh, I put him up as a horse to follow for the season before he ran. Um, I think when they give him his head maybe over two miles and he's allowed jump from the front uh, he was one I would take out of that race but Lynch Cl- Grange Clare West was really good as well it was a really good race um, another one you mentioned Diana Blue she was good and I thought Hermania Maker at Goran yep. was, she gave an exhibition to jump and now she made a mistake at the third last a really bad one but apart from that God, she jumps straight as a die, and I think she'd be better left-handed. Um, she'd have to improve about a stone for for fences uh, to get in the mix. You'd want to be running to about one fifty to be in the mix in that mare's chase. She's twenty to one. I could see her doing it though. She was really, really good. Um, I yeah, I definitely give her a chance in the mares. Um, yeah, but it was a great weekend of race. Was and we have another one uh, to look forward to. I'm assuming nothing else really uh, piqued anyone's interest over the weekend, so we can move on because we've got. Friday, Saturday and Sunday uh, from Cheltenham ahead of us. Uh, going to be plenty of clues in here. Plenty of old favourites for me. So I'd probably have to do too much form study as Stephen Cass knows. I just bet the same horses over and over again until they win. <laughs> and they're all running this weekend. They were most weekends. That's the Al great Dancer thing and that other grey horse in the Angels Dye Waters. Breath Angels back. Breath, they're all running. They're uh, all running. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I might ask you, Stephen, before we do go further, what should make of Irish point given Magical Zoe 13? I thought that was a fair old performance. No, very, good. very good and and that form of that um Aintree race just keeps looking better and better yeah. and better everything's winning coming out of that uh, I thought Irish Point was a touch soft last year when oh do you remember the race I can't remember the name of it the grade one at Nace that um, oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, Willie one was uh, yeah one of his other ones but I, I thought Irish Point maybe there's a bit of softness in him but I, I he kind of showed a bit of bit of digging him now at the weekend and two miles as well but I suspect with him they're going to they're kind of going to maybe try and just go for the entry hurdle over two and a half will be his season target Um, but yeah very impressed very impressed I, I wonder would they chance running them in a champion hurdle and then go to entry maybe instead of going world hurdle entry hurdle uh, but yeah I'd agree with you there you were impressed as well 
Yeah, you wouldn't know. I, I just thought giving her a turn, like the guts of a stone and giving her like a fair beat, and you know, there was no there was nothing accidental about it. I thought that was that was actually pretty good, to be brutally honest. I don't think I got half enough coverage uh, in, in the uh, in the post mortem of the weekend, so I just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, proper horse. I was kind of surprised they're not going over fences with him. He looks like a chaser. Mm, 100%, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a proper animal. Very good, lads. Thank you. Okay, we'll kick on into um, Cheltenham then, um, ahead of the Paddy Power meeting. We'll get some underway, of course, tomorrow, if you're watching this on, on Thursday evening. But Friday's first one we're going to look at is the 145. We'll come to any other races um, across the cards, of course. Uh, Calico and Do Your Job, Lucinda Russell and Dan Scout, look like they're going head-to-head here, vying for favouritism. Um, with with those two at the top of this, um, handicap chase kicks off. Darren Hughes, I'm a big fan of Calico. We haven't seen it for 216 days. Um, it's got to go and lump plenty of weight in here, along with the other joint favourite. I'm be on side. Yeah, do your job is a bit of a bigger price uh, when I do my notes this race. Um, so oh, I'm actually money, against money, Calico. Money. Yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little bit annoyed. Obviously, listen, um, the the positives or the uh, supposed positives are pretty obvious. Um, second run after a wind up is obviously an easier race than the, the one he made his return in, and he's moved to listen to Russell Yards, who would you know with the greatest respect to Michael Scudamore. She would be a considerably um better handler than him, or certainly she would have a better record with this type of horse. Uh, some of his backs are on back form, I should say, is very strong in the context of this. The handicap has been slow enough to relent. Is the only thing I would say. I, 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 you know, his last five or six runs, you, I wouldn't have him on a mark one forty. But I am hoping that you know he has got the back class to to outperform that mark and hopefully he can get back to winning ways. His price is starting to get to a place where I'm not really interested at this point. Um, and his jumping is also a very slight worry. But I, I, I thought he has the uh, the latent ability to win a race like this. Fair enough. Okay, of course, um, Stephen. When I come to you on this one. Calico was mixing it with John Bond. A couple of fast courses last year that were always good fun uh, to watch, getting enterprising uh, stuff from Harry Skelton, especially, yeah, I think it was in the Warwick race where they went toe-to-toe for a minute. It looks like John Bond was beaten. Uh, John Bond obviously showing all the class that it has to come back and win that race. I'm keen on the fan. Darren likes to do your job. What do you like? Um, I'm going to go for a bit of a rag here. Coast Guard Station, he's kind of 16, 20 to 1. Uh, he just has little bits and pieces of form and he's got a featherweight. Like he's off 121 here, uh, carrying 10 stone 9. So he last season, he's very consistent as well. Like his form figures are good. You can see there, like he's 2, 2, 3, 5, 3. So he's, he always runs his race. He was third at air behind Melistic and Elixir de Nuts. Uh, obviously, Elixir de Nuts has improved that form this year. He was second, at his best piece of form, he was second at Doncaster last year to Haddock's to Zobo. Now, we all know Haddock's Zobo has improved a ton and he was the only one um, that gave him a race. He travelled really strongly. He always travels well and he's, Haddock's Zobo is now £20 higher whereas Coast Guard Station is kind of still off the same. Um, he went up and trip at Utoxer after that. I don't think he stayed two and a half. So a, a strong run two miles should suit. I do have a little feeling that he probably wants a flat track. He hasn't been to Cheltenham before, but at 16, 20 to 1, I'm willing to give him a go. Um, he reappeared over hurdles to get ready for his, his, his season over fences, and he was third running on well. So he's loads of form in the book. He's a very big price for a horse that does, and he's really low in the handicap. So he'd be one I'd give a chance to. Fair enough. Okay, Darren and myself like in the top end of the market with Calico and do your job. And Stephen Cass going for Coast Guard Station. A uh, big price for Henry Oliver and David Noonan. Decent race to kick off our... Uh, look at Friday, the following race, I and mean, it's, it's four nice horses in it, but it's a bit of a shock and turnout, Stephen. It's, it's always a small field, this article trial. I'm not sure why um, it's like that. Maybe that's just the state of racing. But you've JPR one Mighty Tom Petit on there and on public, only four go to post. Yeah, it doesn't look a good race. I mean, you've had put the kettle on. Banbridge, third time lucky was impressive in the one year. Lawler was mighty impressive when he won it one year. Yeah. These did like JPR won is all all the rage, all the talk. He was only a one thirty hurdler, uh, lowest official rate in here. Not that it really matters on their first or second run over fences. Um, sure. he, he 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 was impressive in that he got the hang of it. But sure, God knows what he beat in those UK novice chases. So I, I I'd sit it out. I've I've no real. Opinion, but there's no way I'd want to be back in JPR one at six to four. In fact, I'd lay that. That'd probably be my my way to play it. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm a big fan of Petit on air. Was last year. I thought come up just short in some big races for me at decent prices. I'd be keen to see what it does over fences. Don't know if I'd be steaming in for this two twenty at Cheltenham, but it's the horse I'm most looking forward to for the season from the group. Darren, what did you like? It's your shite. Um, this is an <laughs> like this is absolute nonsense. Uh, I've this fairly similar view to Stephen. I wouldn't be rushing to lay JPR one at six for myself, 
but uh, at the same time, I'd have absolutely no interest in backing it. Um, this is absolute crap. Like, as in, the, none of these horses would be in the top 60 novice chasers in Ireland. Like, this is an absolute embarrassment for grade two. You have to wonder why there isn't, um, you know, a couple of Irish raiders over. We've had obviously had Banbridge last year. So maybe because mm-hmm. the prize pool isn't that big. There is good racing going on in Ireland, plenty for them not to need to come, but it's an opportunity to go test out Cheltenham, isn't it? Yeah, I think that, that Navin Racing Festival, is that this weekend or am I making that up if I invented that in my head? Probably a few more quid at home is in, you know, there's no point in trekking them across for the sake of, I think it's 30 grand for the winner. Like, it's, not, it's a nice pack, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, uh, I don't think anyone's going to rush over for it. Some, certainly none of Willie's or Gordon's, but, um, yeah, I just, I just thought this was fairly depressing, to be honest with you. It's a reflection on the current state of our sport, unfortunately. Yeah, on one side of the world. I mean, Stephen, they couldn't have sent B and D and C and E-teamers over, couldn't they, from Ireland to, to fill well, up this field? Well, they have. I mean, Mighty Thomas trained in Ireland, isn't he? Yeah, so but... so there is an Irish runner. So, uh, not, uh, yeah, not but from that... one of the yards that you would expect would come over and test their ARCO credentials. We've got horses over there like uh, Marine National could go for Seal Vega could go. Like, there's, there's horses there with big, big pretensions on the season, missing an ARCO trial challenge. Yeah, well, there's, there's no like I know if I was an owner, I definitely wouldn't want my horse's first ever run over fences to be at Cheltenham. No way, like uphill and uphill and downdale. Like the old course, Cheltenham is a rat track, so uh, I wouldn't send a good horse over there. Okay. Not n- not for the first run, but yeah, I think Irish small trainers should, and Keen Collins is doing it. Mighty Tom has really good chance, but um, I if I if I was a big gun with a one fifty hurdler, I wouldn't be going to Cheltenham for my first run anyway. So I can kind of see where they're coming from. Fair enough. Could be picked up by the uh, the Irish team, of course, with Keir Collins. But I mean, that wouldn't be one that you'd, you'd even consider, as Darren said at the top. He said 60, but maybe you maybe can go a little bit lower than that. But yeah, it's a weak enough group for the grade two, the 220 at Cheltenham. What about the 330 there? Uh, we've got a horse, of course, that um, has already uh, done something this season in Captain Teague and was third, of course, in the Cheltenham bumper last year. Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden. It's going to go up odds on, Darren. Um, simple as that, or there's a few nice ones in here. Uh, there are a few nice ones in here, um, Dean, but I think he sh- he should win. He's actually a horse I'm looking forward to this year. I, 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 I try and temper myself with these English horses because, to be perfectly frank, none of them are any good. Um, but I think this fellow might be all right. Um, and I'm kind of half looking forward to him for the coming year. Happy to watch him at four to six. Um, I'm not going to be seeming in at that price um, at the moment. But I, I would actually quite like to see him win. Um, I'd like, you know, to go into the rest of the season with an actual proper good grade one novice hurdler from England. Uh, it's been a little while, so um, we'll see how he gets on. But I'm excited to see him. He was very, very good. Um, on debut, um, obviously had a couple of bumper runs last year. Um, Nicholas's aren't as forward as they usually would be uh, at this time of year. Um, you know, sorry, he's winning plenty of races. Don't get me wrong, but oftentimes he gets off to an absolute flyer, and they're just a, a smidge slower than they usually would be. But um, looking forward to seeing this fellow tomorrow and seeing how he gets on. Fair enough. Fair enough. A uh, decent Irish contingent to tackle here, Stephen, with Kimbara, the big Doyen, of course, uh, sequestered in there. What do you make of the of the Captain Teague race, or am I being uh, unfair to the others to call it that? No, I think he'd be very disappointed if Captain Teague didn't win. I think he, he just has to be one forty hurdler to win this. And God, if he's not, you'd be disappointed for Cheltenham bumper form, for Paul Nichols, and you know for English race. And and I think he will win, so that's that that's fine. Uh, one horse I'd be mad keen to take on is the big Doyen who I think has to go left-handed. He's been right-handed. He finished 6th to 7th at Leperstown, ran a rotten race. Then he was last 5 at Navin. Now, he won a tip left-handed, uh, but he was 1-4 to four on, 4-1 uh, to one on, 1-4, and beat a 200-1 to one shot. Uh, he's an absolutely big, gross horse. I don't think the old course Cheltenham is going to suit. So I think if there's an angle here in the without Captain Teague market, um, get against something else. I thought Manella Missile ran a nice race. To be honest, I, you know, we don't have the prices yet without and so on. So sure. I'd be looking at that and taking on the big tie-in. That way, I think that's the, um, the, the betting angle. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, there's a few other races on Friday. None of them are absolute standout, maybe, apart from the cross-country, if that's your if that's your back, um, you've given out already, Stephen, about how some of these horses could obviously uh, not be switching around to, to go after Banks races and that. But Galvin, Delta Work, Foxy Jackson, I know Dermot Nolan's a massive fan of, uh, could well turn up here under Gavin Bruder for Mouse Morris, probably will. Um, what do we make of this? 13 go to post. Uh, these races change their shape, don't they, as they get to the festival. They should probably change the one at the festival to suit. Yeah, no, I haven't a clue now. I don't, I don't pay any attention to cross-country, Dino. Um, nope, I have no opinion. 
I didn't expect you to have a bet, to be honest. Was there anything else on, on the Friday? <laughs> no, 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 no. That that first race is really interesting. Um, Decent, there, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I haven't found a bet in it either. But I've loads for the rest of the weekend. I thought Pinnacle Peak did it really, really well the last day when he beat your fella. Was it Angel's Breath was in that race or the That's other right. one? That's right. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got it. Geez, he was impressive though. And, uh, you know, you'd like to be backing him at double figures to to repeat the dose over the same course distance. But I've never heard of Harry Atkins. Don't know who he is. Don't know what he's like. Um, so I can't back him without somebody telling me that this Harry Atkins is the second coming or something uh, in the first race, the conditional jockey's handicap. Hey, but, if uh, that horse if that horse repeats the run of the Angels' breath run, um, have to he, hold on. He might just need to still be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he did look like a bit of a steering job. He um, did. And I don't think he got, let me have a look. I don't think he got done too badly. He went off. Six uh, pounds, I think, maybe, something like that. Uh, six pounds, yeah, yeah, which is li- looks light, doesn't it? But look, I, I don't know, Anthony. Um, good luck to you, Harry Atkins. I might have a win bet at the off and hope that you're you're able to put the feet in the irons and hold on. Yeah, yeah, happy days. Um, all right, Darren, anything else from Friday before I move into uh, a bit of Saturday action? Uh, nothing enormous. I would say for that cross country race, I, I wouldn't be under under any pretensions that I have a clue what's going on here either. But I'd say you could probably lay Dell to work at the price relatively safely. He's has always needed his first run historically. Highly unlikely he's going to be tuned up for this with a view to the rest of the season. So um, I just thought maybe he was opposable. If you got any shorter, I'd certainly be looking to lay him uh, at the prices. But um, that that's more of a, an intuition as opposed to any sort of reading the form book. Sure. Uh, okay, uh, that's Friday. Let's move on into Saturday. Of course, it's Paddy Power uh, Chase Day. We'll kick off, though, with the 145 there, um, where Mr. Coffee, a horse I yeah, absolutely love, but he also loves coming second, so they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, he'll be there for Nico de Boinville and Nicky Henderson. Um, you've got good risk at all. Uh, I'd say still plenty of improved to come from Sam Thomas's charge there. Uh, we've all been caught. It was a little bit disappointing on, on Chase Day, of course, Broadway boy, Ala Felipe. And Cloudy Flamingo. Another small field, Darren, but decent enough uh, runners here. They've all got the, the kind of older stage. I know he's only eight, but he feels like he should be 14. Uh, Mr. Coffee to aim at. Yeah, I can't believe um, that uh, this could risk at all. Like he's favoured in some places. I can't believe there's still up at seven to two with this horse. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be laying two to one, much less seven to two. Um, I've actually I've had some of the seven to two. Uh, I think he's an unbelievable price at that. He has some course form uh, here. He ran okay in the Carl Cup, and he looks to street better horses. Um, for for fences, I have to say, uh, some of these look like they might be slightly on the downgrade. I think that might be fair to say. Um, and look, Mister Coffee has taken up way too much of the market for a horse that doesn't win races. So, uh, for all that this is maybe a little bit easier than um some of what he's contested in the past, but uh, yeah, I I I think good risk at all is the common horse. Uh, I'm inclined to believe his chasing debut, and uh, I think if if you can get any of the seven to two, three to one, ten to three that's available, I see he's nine to four in in some places. Um, I would say that's that's a tremendous bet. Yeah, that's the price currently. You can definitely get plenty of it around. I'm torn here because I love Mr. Coffee, and I think if he just runs his, his best level, he will win. But I'm also a fan of We've All Been Caught Good Risk at All. Romantically, I'm torn, Stephen, but that's not unusual. Yeah, look, it's a bit of, a little bit of a trappy race. I, if I was to own one, if I was to be given one, I think you'd want Good Risk at All. Like, he looked awesome at Carlisle. He's a very good horse, but I'd have two big question marks over him. Firstly, I'm not sure he wants three miles. He, like he doesn't look like an out and out stayer. Uh, he looks like a quick two and a half miler. Uh, and the second thing is the ground. Like he definitely wants it soft. It's good to soft now. And there's different forecasts. There's a, I, I hear everyone saying it's going to be bottomless and soft. And when you look at the Norwegians, they're not giving much rain at all. So it could be, just be good to soft ground, which wouldn't be good risk at all. It's ideal conditions. I think from the last day, I definitely would prefer Broadway boy over. We've all been caught. So, you know, if I was to have a token pick, um, it would be Broadway boy in the race, just with the doubts about the trip and the ground at good risk at all. But I can see where Darren's coming from in terms of being in love with the horse. Um, but I just have little question marks over. What do you think about the trip, Darren? Yeah, it wasn't so much a concern for me. I thought there was enough uh, in the pedigree that maybe he might uh, he might get away with it. Now I can see where you're coming from, as in like even in the in the current cup. He was beaten before the last, you know what I mean? And I, and I don't think it was a thing where, or what's sorry, what's the, I have I I've got the, the, yeah, the Carl Cup, sorry. He was beaten before the last, and I don't think it was, uh, you could definitely argue he looked like a tired horse finishing it. Uh, I think he might get away with it in a smaller field than, uh, you know, obviously 
you know, a 26 runner at Carrick Cup when they're going a million miles an hour is a lot different to a, a, a chase like this at the start of the season where they might lob around a little bit slowly. But um, Watson so enormous the best six balance, didn't they? they yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. As in, like, you've got Mr. Coffee in here who looks like he might go forward. Um, you know, yeah, he, he's never he's never been a tearaway in his life. So I just thought he might get away with it, yeah, in this with the field that's in it. Okay. Okay. If I'm Nico de Boinville, I'm bouncing out and trying to get more on the go. But you know, the twist in Davis camp thought so much of we've all been caught as well. Well punted, wasn't it? On its uh, seasonal return. What a golf, nine to four in the floor in Porter race. So I mean, <laughs> A good few results here wouldn't surprise me. I'm probably going to watch it and watch Mr. Coffee win after backing it 15 times in the opening. So that will that'll be what will happen to me. No doubt, 220 at Cheltenham is um, the Paddy Power Gold Cup Handicap Chase, of course. And it's the big one. Now, I was, I was kind of crabbing this the other day, saying we wouldn't get a really good one uh, come along, potentially. But Stage Star, the real whacker, um, set this up as a as a proper puzzle now because the handicappers behind, um, that well, they, they've got something properly to aim at now, Steve. And I was an unexpected party fan. I kind of feel like I nailed my colours. And you know I love Angel's Breath. But have you found something with a bit of value in here? Well, I, I certainly did until he got punted the ears off him on Tuesday. Uh, the the one I like, the one I, I cannot believe how well handicapped he is really with the framing of the race is Il Rodoto. And you think, you, you kind of hear his name and think, geez, he's been around the houses now all last yeah. season. I but love he, 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 he Like, Last year, he ran in this off 140. Uh, he was fourth. Then he beat Fugitive at the end of January. He's four pounds better off of Fugitive for that run because he pulled up in the top, basically. And sure, races over national fences don't really count to me, and especially Nichols at the end of a long season. And Il Rodoto had a hard season. Um, so he's back down to 144. Freddie, uh, how do we say it? Jingle? Gingle? G- Gingle, I think. Gingle, isn't it? Is it? Is it? Yeah, well, he's claiming he he's good, Freddie. He was claiming se- he, he was claiming seven. He must have had a winner yesterday. I think he was claiming seven on the card all week. It says here he's claiming five, but uh, in effect, that means he's going to be getting eighteen pounds from Stage Star and twenty three pounds from the Real Whacker. Now, if you were to have a match race at Cheltenham where Ilrodota was getting eighteen pounds from Stage Star, I would be sure that Ilrodota would be the favourite there. And he'd be okay. odds on favourite. And the same with the real whacker at this trip, getting £23. He has absolutely no weight on his back. He's really solid around the course and distance. Um, It just depends. Nichols, you know the way he kind of gets him ready for a day. It just depends that this is the day. But it looks like with the little bit of money that came from it is. So 8, 9 to 1, whatever he is. I think he's handicapped the best of all of these by a long, long way. I mean, he, like Fugitive has been creeping up and up and up, whereas they've let El Rodoto down for finishing sixth I think in the plate and then a bad run at the top of him and then you have Freddie Ginger taking off all the weight as well I just think he's really really well handicapped and it's simple as they'll all do well to give him that weight Fair enough uh, Freddie Gingle or Jingle or, or Gingle is, is recent form figures from the 6th of November first third pulled up first third fifth fourth first eighth um, so yeah his, his, uh, his claims valuable for a while yeah and he's on a big one in there yeah I loved Il Rodota for this last year I am um, I, I wouldn't say I gave up on him. I collected on him in one of these races when he when obviously went there in January. Um, but I'm not with him this time round, Darren. Um, it's I, I see. I can see Stephen's argument. I would prefer. I would have preferred him to have a run myself. Um, if I was going to back him, but uh, there's there's no arguing that the I I completely agree with his analysis that uh, if there was if there was let's call it two match races between the aforementioned two at the top of the market, there's absolutely no doubt. He'd be favourite. So on that alone, you can argue he's too big a price. I backed unexpected party for this last week. Uh, I thought he was twice the price of stage start at that stage, which I thought was ludicrous. He obviously is also getting a bit of a, uh, a swing in the weights with him from last year. I'm delighted to see the real whacker in the race, um, which it should set up nicely for um, those ridden a little, a little bit colder because I, I'm hoping that the front two in the market will, will take themselves on and unexpected party but usually has dropped out. So uh, the race might set up nicely for him. Um, you're getting five places each way. I'd be disappointed if he's not in the frame, um, or at least in, in, in the front five. Uh, I think he's still seven to one. I think there's probably enough juice in this price anywhere down to about 11 to two uh, with the five places on offer. So I'm not going to abandon ship now. Uh, quite happy to be on a tense, unexpected party. Okay. We, we we should talk a bit more about the, the the horses that everyone will be talking about. I mean, I I I, I don't fancy stage star at all. I mean, he, like he, I think I've never that... been a fan, Stephen. So it's not. 
like, well, I like I like the horse. I like I I've always you know I I've been on this podcast saying maybe he was a good outsider for the Brown Advisory last year when he was like a hundred to one or whatever. But anyway, he ran at the Turners. He won the Turners, but the Turners was absolute muck. Like, Wasn't like, it, champ? Compared to the Brown Advisory, there's no comparison. So the real whacker was beaten. Braun, the Irish national winner, and Jerry Kalam. Stage star beat not not long till May, who's an an average animal. Um, Mighty Potter was in there. Appreciate it. Yeah, and James Burley gone backwards. Yeah, well, yeah. you know my opinion of Mighty Potter. Um, now he's yeah. no longer with us. We won't talk disrespectfully of him anymore. But I, I think that was a really poor race. So, you, if you're if you're running off one fifty five in a paddy power, you have to be a one sixty two, one sixty three horse. Um, minimum, think, yeah. Yeah, I think there's absolutely no chance he's that in my view. So I, I I'd I'd give him. Uh, very little chance on my book unexpected party I kind of down as a little bit soft uh, not long till May we're tying in with stage star the real whacker jeez uh, he'd want to be some monster to win this now off 162 um, Fugitive would have a chance if he's improved again but he probably hasn't because he's 8 so I don't think it's going to be as hard a race to win as it looks on paper but it is an absolute belter of a renewal I must say um, like to, to have the brown advisory winner and the the juice and what, what's it called the the, the, one, the middly one the the Turners to have the Turners, Turners yeah 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 it's great now if I if I was to pick a rag um I'm not sure why Black Jerry's the outsider of the whole lot of them because he was really impressive with plumped him jumps really straight we'll get into a rhythm uh I would think Cheltenham the old course might suit him he's kind of horse could lie up in third or fourth um and 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 run a good race so he he's kind of thirty three fifty to one so he'd be one to have a little poke as as well. Um, but the, and the other thing with stage star is the ground. I think he wants it soft, and he might get it again. So there's another uh, X in his column. Uh, I'd be very worried about him on on quicker ground. He looks like he's a, an, an absolute uh, muddler. You've lots of money if you want to take on the top two, don't you? It's in like between obviously the, everything has kind of off a nice weight, racing weight, I should say. Uh, given obviously the real hackers coming in are of such a big weight, and again the style of running of the front of the front two. If you're if you're something that likes to kind of sit off, and as you said there, even Black Cherry sitting third or fourth, you've got something to aim at the whole way around. Um, you know, if you were so inclined to take the front two on, I think you've got a lot going for you. And normally you probably have eighteen runners in this. Only fourteen runners. Disappointing turnout, isn't it? Only fourteen runners, but yeah. you're you're going to get five places, fourteen runners. So it's it's quite a good um, each way race as well. Oh, yeah. The punting angle is definitely there to have a go at something a little bit bigger than the front end. Um, if the real Wacker could win this, I mean, the Jerry Cologne fanboys will be up in arms, won't they, that this is all going uh, swimmingly. But it's it's a 1-6-2-12 stone. Like, where would that put him? He'd have to be, he'd have to be going grade one gold cups. That's all they'd be thinking about when they come. Ah, sure, he's, 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 already, he's already that anyway. You know, he, he's, yeah. he's, he's won a Brown advisory. He's going for the gold cup. There's no question there. But uh, what I'd love to see him do, I'd love to see him run well. And I, I think Leopardstown's a track that would suit him. He'd remind you of somebody like the listener. You know, you get out, you pop away in front yeah. around the back straight at Leopardstown. I used to love when horses used to come over. Um, from from England for those good races. Uh, now Patrick Neville is an Irish man, and I remember when he won the Brown Advisory. Patrick Neville said we'll probably see him at the Stole in September. That would have been some <laughs> sight now. If it, that, that's what he said immediately after. Brilliant. Anyway, we didn't we didn't see him in the Munster National or the Kerry National, but uh, I would say to Patrick Neville, look, I hope the horse runs well from this weekend, and please bring him to Leopardstown at Christmas because that would really make uh, it worth something with 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 Jerry Clam. Because I and I think it would suit him a lot more. Than a King George would. Now they probably oh, go for that shitty race, the the pillar, the old pillar chase in January, which yeah, hopefully they yeah. don't. Hopefully they don't. Paddy, bring him over to Ireland, and we'll all go to Leopardstown. It, it, uh, that'd be class. And we cheer him on, all right? Um, yeah, I love that. I think I do think Angel's Breath is still potentially very well handicapped. I do think that it was always thought of as a much better horse than a one four four. That run behind Pinnacle Peak that you mentioned earlier on, uh, Stephen, when we were discussing Friday's racing, he's given almost what was he given? Maybe two stone. Uh, first run for, for Sam Thomas. Uh, Jonathan Burke is in the plate here instead of Sam because Sam obviously has the association with the real whacker. Um, any sort of improvement puts him in the mix, I think, of 10-10. And uh, yeah, I'd imagine he'll run well. I've already backed Unexpected Party. I will be back in Angel's Breath. I'll split myself in half uh, for that. And uh, I'd be with the other lads. I don't think you'd, um, I don't think you'd go too far back in those short price ones at the top albeit it's wonderful to have them in there you've got rags in here that have won the last four races on the bounce or either win and pull up this is a fascinating renewal albeit smaller field than usual for the paddy power let's move on to the um handicap hurdle that follows it uh, i was intrigued to see sham blue uh, back in action for the skeletons everyone knows i'm a big fan uh, they decided to go hurdling uh 
I could see this one going on favourite for the, for the real old romantics in there. Chantry House is also dropped up for Nico Boyneville and Nicky Henderson. But the favourite at the top, John Paul Gilligan with Buddy One. What do we reckon, Stephen Cass? Yeah, Buddy One, like he's he's rated one forty seven, having one at Galway, and interestingly enough, that he didn't even get pushed up. Um, he was third in the Martin Pipe off one thirty five. I think he's probably near the top enough of his mark. You know, mm-hmm. for him to be a mid one fifties horse, he'd nearly be crawling into. Um, stairs hurdle territory and maybe he can't maybe he can't but um, I won't be backing him to do it um, a few interesting ones I thought the horse coming over for David Pipe place nets like the old days when he used to bring one over from France and throw him in 124 looks very light uh, he won two listed chases in France he ran to an RPR of 144 over fences the last day so to be getting in off 124 um, he could be he could be uh, thrown in off that and yeah. The one who I think three miles could suit is Maka Devassi. Uh, at Exeter the last day, he was under the pump from four out. Um, he should have been swallowed up and then he was only beating in length. He just kept staying and staying. He looks like a horse, a bit of soft ground and three miles is what he wants. Um, like he's run well on the new course twice in graded races um, as a novice. But uh, like 123, I think he, he'll be better than that in time. He's still only five. Um, but to be honest, very difficult race. Like it's another one I haven't had a bet yet, and I'll just be throwing a five or a ten or watching on it Saturday. I won't be getting heavily involved here. Fair enough. I'll be checking out the vibes on this Sham Blue uh, as they get closer to race day. I'm really looking forward to seeing it back. Uh, I do think for want of some better piloting, not that Harry Skelton is a bad jockey, uh, Sham Blue would have plenty of uh, nice prize money banked that it doesn't currently have. Darren Hughes. Yeah, Stephen mentioned the one I fancy here. I thought Market Bassi uh, was delighted, delighted, I should say, to see him going up and trip. Again, lovely race and weight. I thought that Shan Blue and Chantry House are highly likely to need this, just given their overall profiles. Uh, I Even, you know, on, on variability alone, I don't think they're going to be tuned up anywhere close enough to win a race like this. It's very Dan much... Dan Blue could probably be half fit though and win off 140, Darren. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure he's the horse he was. Uh, I'm really not. Um, no, that... We're going to find out 327 yeah. days later from a, from his last disappointment. There's plenty of them on there. Yeah, geez, that, that the fall he took that day was a mother and the father of a fall. And uh, Charlie Hall, I think it was a weather yeah, uh, In any case, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just thought he, he might need this. Again, I don't think it would be enough for Chancho House, same story. So I was kind of looking for something down lower down in the weights. And I just thought, as Stephen said, Maka Devassi, uh, this sort of trip is exactly what he wants. I thought that race next year was actually an all right race um, for the grade. Um, and he, again, as Stephen mentioned, he's got reasonable course for him going back. Uh, a couple of seasons he fell here in the pretemps too early to know how he was going but uh, he was tired behind walking on air before that uh, that form looks okay albeit it wasn't at Cheltenham so um, there's a bit of double digit prices knocking around for him at the minute which I think is uh, is quite reasonable again as Stephen said I'd be, I'd be disappointed if he's not better than 122 or 123 in the fullness of time so um, first go at the trip I think you, you could do an awful lot worse than him anywhere between 9 and 10 to 1 Alright alright um, no colours like totally laid but Mocha de Vassi. Uh, definitely uh, highlighted by the two lads there. Placenet, who could be anything coming from France, of course, with David Pipe. Uh, first one for him. Uh, what else do we like on the Saturday, chaps? Anything of interest, Stephen? You must have found something else. Yeah, I think Burdett Road is a really good price. Now, we're recording this Thursday at 3.15pm, and he is... In the is... Triumph trial. In uh, the Triumph trial, the yeah, first yeah. race. Uh, uh, yeah, James Owen Harris. I, I thought that he was... Very, very good the last day. Was it Huntington or Utoxer? I think it was Huntington. Yeah, Huntington. So he beat a horse of Alan Kings by 12 lengths and it was an absolute country mile back to the third. Um, and what really caught my eye was how effusive Harry Cobden was about him. He was like, this guy's definitely a triumph hurdle horse. We need to get a bit more experience into him. He'd probably go to Cheltenham. I, I was listening to this interview thinking, oh, the day will come now, he'll be even money. Like, to, Unless the Irish send something over, he'll be even money for that race at Cheltenham. Um, and he's 5-2 to two because there's a horse coming over from France who has placed form in graded races. But Burdett Road looked, a, not a machine, but he looked really good the day at Huntington. Um, a lot of people talked about his jumping afterwards, but really it was just one, if you make a bad jump at the last, everyone thinks you're a bad jumper. But if you did it, uh, on the third or fourth and then you corrected yourself and he jumped the rest of them the way he did nobody would be talking about it so I think there's yeah. a, a serious I think there's a serious engine there uh, it's a weak looking race um, I mean the horse on Brandon Fassa won a maiden somewhere in Ireland Ballon Rover somewhere for Joseph and he's gone to England now I wouldn't like anyone coming out of jo- any horse coming out of Joseph's like that uh, you mm-hmm. never see tend to see them improve so I wouldn't say there's much in it 
So I'd say it's a match and I like five to two in a match against the French horse. Yeah, Milantino, of course, is that French horse um, for um, John Jornil. And uh, who's the trainer here, though? And George and A. Zetterholm. See that too often. Tom George's son, he's training over in France a lot, isn't it? I could be wrong ah, there okay, now, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's my feeling. Well, I keep going with my Saturday ones while we're. Of course you can, yeah. Keep going, uh, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the the next race is for amateur jockeys, um, a three mile one chase, and the horse I like is T Clipper. Like he's three, four, six, um, third, fourth, and sixth at the last three Cheltenham festivals. He ran in the Ultima behind Cork Rambler, finished sixth of one forty seven, uh, in March. And he actually has run okay since, and he's down to a mark of 136. He was second on a seasonal debut coming back. Will Biddick rides. Um, he'd be the best of the English amateurs, wouldn't he, Will Biddick, for all I'd know about it. Very now, good. But... Very good. Oh, he, yeah, would so, he would yeah, be, yeah. Yeah, so the horse the horse is really well handicapped. Tom Lacey is a really good trainer. Um if 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 he's right and today is the day. And he is ten to one, I think. So he's double figures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's twelve to one actually, now that I look at it there. Um Twelve to one with the good people at Betfair, so you won't be able to get on at that. So anyway, there's tens, there's tens out there. Uh, T Clipper, I just yeah, seems a huge price to me. I I thought he'd be up around favourite six to one or something like that. Um, interestingly enough, John Gleeson is riding for Henry de Bromhead, uh, Brampton Brampton Bell. I don't think John Gleeson's ever ridden over fences, so that's an interesting one. Um, the champion bumper winning jockey, but I would quite strongly fancy T Clipper in that race as well. Fair enough. I, I thought Shambhav would be interesting. I know I'm getting on in years, but Venetia Williams has started the season ridiculously fast. And normally when she's in form, uh, they keep rolling. So I'd be interested in the 11-year-old there. But you made a good case for T-Clipper. Anything else on the Saturday, Darren, that caught your eye? Yes, there's two horses I kind of want to be against on Saturday. Uh, one is mm. priced up, one is not. Uh, Springwell Bay in the 313 Cheltenham. I think this, hall, this horse has a hole in him of some description. Uh, he's 94-2 to 1. The shorter he gets, the more I'd be inclined to oppose him. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to try and find something to beat him or whether I'm going to lay him. I think it'll depend on his price near the off. There's a bit more liquidity in those markets, but um, he's, uh, he's a horse I'd be looking to oppose. And then obviously, look, um, there's, there's no price for this yet, but I, I can see Bob Wallinger being put in pretty short on Saturday. And I think I might want to oppose him. Obviously, it'll be completely price dependent uh, as and when I, the, the race is fully priced up. But um, there's still every chance he's going to be underpriced and I think he's gone. So um, we'll see. Oh, said near, near, I think so. I think so. It's okay. very, very hard for them to come back. So uh, if he was put in a short price, I'd, I'd be very much trying to lay him and have the field running for me. I mean, um, it's limited. Zan here it has obviously had his run. He's he's got every chance. Bustleton, sorry, the Burley will is likely to need it and and really puts his best foot forward at this time of year. But uh, in any case, I, I definitely want to be against Bob Ollinger at very short prices. Zan here will be favoured that race. Zan here will be it'll be something like two to one Zan here, eleven to four Bob Ollinger, three to one home by the Lee, and and then kind of you know five to one, six to one side of Burley, something like that. Yeah, if you hope the fact that Sanders had his run and has won, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah Bob, Bob, Bob won't be he won't be short anyway. I don't think I could be wrong now, but I don't no, think so. you, you know, I'm probably hoping to get so here. To be honest with you, uh, you, you could be right. And there's a big army of fans out there. We're talking about this Mullen hurdle, of course, at Navin, at five past two on Saturday. All right, look, we're going to talk about Sunday. Uh, there is obviously the big race of the card, um, would be the Greatwood hurdle. Plenty of good um, action on that card. Let's do the Greatwood first, chaps. Let's post 3.30 on Sunday. Namia Lyon came out for Kerry Lee already and was the early market leader for this race based on that Foss last win uh, back in October. But there's been money for only one horse um, over during the week. Um, only a matter of time. Willie Mullins, Paul Byrne, Connections uh, been smashed in. Steve Cass, I'll start with you. You normally know. Is this, is this one going to win? Wasn't talking to Paul. Wasn't talking to Paul now yeah. this time. So, <laughs> okay. so I, I'll, we can ring him now. We can get him live on. Um, but sure what, 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 what's different about this one is like a horse going to wheelies and being switched like that sure, normally they disappear for 700 days and you know mm-hmm. they, something magical happens to them when they come to wheelies after the 700 days but uh, I, like it's it's very unusual to see a horse turned out so quick um, and I, I would take that as a negative you know no, normally wheelies sand gallop and the like they say it takes a lot of transition now maybe the horse is literally just turned inside out and he's he's they're very happy with him but I actually think this is one of those ones that could go off 10 to 1 rather than 7 to 4 do you know what I mean um, does happen does happen 
Yeah, so yeah, I think it was this race last year. There was something similar, uh, but I, I, I'd be against him on that basis. And the fact he ran out the last, he had no reason to run out the last. I don't know why he did it. Uh, funnily enough, two Paul Byrne horses that have done the running out. That you, very hard to think of any horses running out, but Corbett's Cross uh, and this fella are, are right. the only two you could think of off the top of your head straight away. Um, the one I liked, um, G- like Jim Coco tanked into it last year, um. And like the usual bullshit at the last hurdle being omitted and that kind of gave gave him his chance that, that was killed. Uh, four, four and five rolls have won seven of the last 10. So the one I like is Affidil. Like he clattered, clattered the second last behind and the last behind our champ. But I'd say he's a big, big monster of a horse, big stuffy horse. Uh, he finished seventh that day. He wants soft ground. So if he gets rain, I'd be very positive on him. Um, he's a big tank. Hopefully he'll run. Uh, and I just think with the record of four and five rows in the race, uh, he'd be the one of the four and five rows I'd like, and he's a big price. So, Affidil, but he's a bit of a, a stab in the dark. Okay, Affidil from Paul Nichols. No jockey chopped uh, up there. And of course, plenty of weather to come between now and then um, to see what we might end up with. And Affidil was put in. Uh, Benson's in here. If Demon Oldham was here, I'd definitely ask him about uh, Benson. Uh, he obviously picked up a couple of races last year when Demo wasn't on. So, no doubt I'd be keeping an eye on this. Darren, I'll let you go before I, uh, before I tell you who's going to win the Great Woods. Yeah, I found this exceptionally tricky. I really, really did. Um, I, I'll wait till the decks are before I get any, any way involved here. I, I thought Too Friendly was maybe a small bit big. There's a, there's a bit of 25 to 1 about there. Uh, obviously, the run behind Rubo has, was franked last weekend. Um, now, how, how extended Rubo was to be Too Friendly, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, this type of big field handicap, I think, suits him a, a little bit better than... Um, than you know, a small field conditions race, let's say, uh, style running should suit the way this race is going to be run too. Um, he picked up two decent pots over the summer. Every chance he's just a summer horse, and there and there's a good chance something in here, in here uh, will improve past him. But I thought twenty five to one was big enough. He's got James Bone booked, so he looks like he's a likely runner at this stage. Uh, Jesus, sorry, he hasn't. I beg your pardon. Lily Pynchon has been has been put up. Was James Bone was decked up earlier? I had so, James Bone um, on my screen earlier, so um, yeah, it's been a change you know, there. Anyway. Yeah, I'm still there. I thought James Bowen's still here. Racing Post has Lily Pynchon so. as well. And while you were talking, off, off, off 140, and I think she's a big negative in a race like that. Yeah, you know? massively. Yeah, I, I couldn't She's good, you know, she's good, and she's good to get horses into a rhythm over fences, but a big Very, yeah. handicap hurdle. It's a different story. Do you take, what, like, three pounds off, will she? She three, will, but you'd three. want every like she's riding against Harry Skelton and Harry Cobden and oh, Sam Twist and Davis. That's what you, you, get. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah, you'd want a bit more, is what I mean. Like Lily Pynchon is good, but she's not in the bracket of the top pros. Like, sure, no, no. Do you know, I, 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 she wouldn't, she wouldn't be a negative for me around Plumpton on a Monday. Let's say, You're, as you said, she's very good to get a horse to jump. <clears throat> excuse me, especially when they likes to go forward. But uh, I, w- I would consider that a fairly sizable negative. So again, I'm going to sit this out until the, the rest is fully decked up. I thought he was just half interested at the price, but uh, yeah. it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a strong selection at all. So you tell us what's going to win a team. Uh, sure. I mean, one question is who's who's riding the favourite? Do we know? No, don't know. Don't know. Wouldn't yeah, you you wouldn't know. They they, they like it. They, the Paul Byrne colours. They tend to switch it around. I presume Town and Town is obviously going to be riding Fasal Vega. I have a feeling. Yeah. Uh, 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 do I have it in my head that Danny's in Cheltenham? Danny's in Cheltenham on the Saturday anyway, so maybe he'll stay over and ride it. Okay. And he do ten three. He probably can. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He he can definitely do ten three. He think he ride off ten stone a couple of times last year, Danny. Hey, if, if it's going to win, then you might get down to it. <laughs> That's always a, always a decent sign. Um, okay, so we don't know. Okay, well, the horse I like for it is, is Lucia. Um, one three six is surely, surely, cannot be the mark this uh, this wonderful little mare's going to end up on. I don't think they'd be that upset with the you wear it well uh, run at Weatherby. Um, if this was the plan, they'll be delighted at one three six. I think could have any any amount in hand now she has to put a couple of disappointments behind her they were talking about obviously being a supreme horse including um you know connections and 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 people connected with the horse obviously making sense of that at the time decided to go for the user route i don't get too upset about it remember marie's rock was going to be the superstar eventually became uh what what they always hoped she was going to be she's double figures lads can you put me off i'm sure she's running i don't have a strong opinion or sorry sorry steve i i it's it, it's not the most Nicky Henderson like thing in the world to do this, um, I have to say. Um, that's not to say he doesn't have runners in, in races like this, but it's uh, it wasn't the direction of travel I thought they would take with her. Uh, I don't have a massive opinion on her either way, but I think she might be a little bit soft. What do you reckon, Stephen? 
I think she's a bit slow. I think she needs to go out to yeah. two and a half and that's when you'll see her better. Um, I, I, I think she's been done for toe a couple of times. You wear it well, did her for speed the last day. Uh, like she travelled well at entry as well behind in the pocket and just flat footed at the back of the last as well. Uh, I, I think they probably want to go out and trip with her. Now you might say that, oh, she's, you know, it's a Cheltenham two mile race, handicap hurdles. She's going to get a strong pace. Like it's a little, the, the, the hurdles track on the old course is, is the most little twisty, turny little track um, and they 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 have them always for the great woods. They have them on the innermost of it. So they you, do, yeah. Put them right out. Yeah, they, yeah. So it's so they're basically on the turn and then a whip up the hill. That's all it is, and it's a real speed race uh, mm-hmm. with a little bit of stamina thrown in at the end. I don't think the race will suit her. That's my view on her for the race. Fair enough. She's definitely in the category of one I'm going to continue to stick with until she wins, Stephen. So. I wonder the I wonder if she she goes out and trip for the Lanzarote. Maybe could be the race for her this year. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I think Nicky won that with Marie's Rock, the Lanzarote, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, so Good he's job. not af- he's not afraid to throw a mare at that. So that could be the one. Okay, super interesting for me. Anyway, um, there's obviously plenty of racing on that Sunday card. We're a little bit far out um, from the decks, and plenty of them actually. Uh, you'll notice if you're scanning Sunday already at this stage, uh, entered elsewhere across. The few days of the meeting. Uh, the Schler chase has to be of interest to everybody. It looks an absolute belter. Stephen Cass, I raced it and, you know, it looks like Bambridge is coming for Dancing on My Own, Nuba Negra, John Bond, Edward Stone, Editor the Geek. Not out of place at any meeting. Have they said Bambridge is going to run? No, but it's It'll depend on the ground, of course, you know. But yeah. I wonder, like, will they have got Bambridge fit hoping they were going to get good ground here? Um, at this early stage of the season or would they say do you know what we, we, we might just go to Leprechaun at Christmas that we might get good ground there as you can sometimes might. Um, I just wonder is he, is he fit um, he would definitely be interesting uh, I think the form of his entry run was good but he's just he's just a top of the ground horse um, John Bon I just wonder is Cheltenham his track is one thing I thought he was very flat uh, at the finish in both the Arkell and the Supreme um, the year before. I, I just, I'm not I'm not sure he really bombs it up the hill. Uh, he is a walk in the park, isn't he? And I, I have a big thing with all the, the, those horses. I mean, he's only really had Duvan and Min and John Bond. Um, they're costing tons of money. Uh, I think they're all a bit soft, the heads up in the hey, air. Hey, this one hasn't done bad. Like, to get beat by El Fabiolo and Constitution Hill, you can put it in the bracket with those other ones. He never... if. To, the Arca last year was funny. He never looked like he was going to threaten El Fabiolo, certainly from yeah. four or five out. He just, he, he he couldn't lay glove on him. I think Coleman was holding him together um, and he was well beaten in the end. Uh, he was good at entry. Flat track might suit him better. Uh, Min the same, you know, entry really suited him. Those walk in the parks, head up in the air. I think the flat tracks there a bit better. And he was very good at sand down. But Sandown, you know, that race saw was a funny one form wise. So he's they're kind of talking about him like a proper uh, Queen Mother contender because of that Sandown race more than anything, I think. I mean, if you look at the rest of his form where he was flat in the Arkle, Warwick, he was cat. Um, there was one other run, wasn't there? What was the other run last year? Sorry, I'm clicking into him here. Entry. Um, entry. Uh, entry, yeah. Yeah, well, we know he didn't yeah, have a rival. Yeah, yeah. So like Warwick, Warwick was bad. Um, no, Sandown when he beat Boot Hill, that was pretty good last year. In fairness to him, so Boot Hill's a good good yardstick, but not yeah, this level. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder is John Bond as good as everyone's saying he is? Edward Stone, you don't know what you're going to get. Two to one on, Stephen. It's two to one on. Yeah, I wouldn't like it. Wouldn't like it at all. Um, and and then with the rest of them, Nuba Negra ground again. You don't know what you're going to get. Uh, I wonder, you know, is there a small chance? Edward de Geet could get a freebie up front and you might have a nibble of him at 14s. But again, he seemed to go off the boil in the latter half of the season. Yeah, again, I, I've never had as many no-bet opinions on a race, but I definitely would not like to be putting John Bond into multiples or backing him a 2-1 on, that's for sure. sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's a belter of a, of a contest, even if there's a few uh, question marks over even John Bond, according to Mr. Cass. Darren, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be just as strong as Cass, um, or, or sorry, as negative on John Bond as Cass is, but he's comfortably the most likely winner here. Uh-huh. But equally, I don't want to be backing him at, at two on. Um, now, in saying that, Edward Stone, I think uh, the sooner they go and trip with him, the better. Uh, he certainly has the ability to win a race like this, but uh, I, I, I think they'd be disappointed if he was as good, a, good as good as John as John Bond at this stage. 
Um, Stephen made the point the editor the geek could get a freebie but again he looked to go a little bit sour towards the end of last year so it's hard to know what you're going to get with him um, I thought Nubi Negra was half interesting just in the fresh angle but again you'd want the ground to drive and as Stephen has said this mixed forecast coming into the weekend like a 6-1 to one is probably just on the skinny side if he was more like 9-10-1 I, I, I might be half interested in him at the prices and all, all of this to say I'm happy to just watch the race to be sure. entirely honest it's a race I'm looking forward to watching, regardless of any kind of punting angle in there. Uh, well, like we've all said, uh, you don't know what the ground is yet. You don't know exactly what the final makeup is. But it's it's a nice uh, it's a nice race for Sunday in the UK. Of he, course, he could be a bit stuffy as well. I mean, John Bond wasn't going for this race, and now he is. So he was going straight to the Tingle Creek, I think. And and he, they only kind of changed they their decided, mind, didn't they? Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so they might be happy out him jumping the last upsides and finishing second in this. I, I look. My point is, I'd be very careful with them at Cheltenham. I just I have a question mark about him at Cheltenham. Well, he gets an opportunity to put that to bed at the weekend uh, if he comes and struts his stuff against what is a good field. Uh, the handicap chase that I thought was interesting at 220. I'm delighted to see Dusart dropped up. It sounds like a Mickey Henderson fanboy. Maybe I've turned into one. I'm not absolutely sure. But Dusart dropped up with Nico de Boinville and Nicky Henderson. Uh, it's currently 16 to 1. Uh, Dusart 154. I don't, you know, they could have been kinder there. They might, this horse needs a break at some point. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But that is a belter of a field. Any of you two lads have anything else on the Sunday you were interested in? Uh, I certainly did. I know that that race, if the rain comes, Royal Pagai at 14s would be a good bet, you know, based on his form around Cheltenham um, and on soft ground, but you, you couldn't back him now. Uh, I thought Rose, see, yeah. of, Rose of Arcadia over three miles, um, she's won three out of four. They went point to point with her when she went a bit sour, and then she's absolutely been flying since she's won, she's won um, two, two point to points, and then she's won four of her eight starts since. Uh, Freddie Gingell will probably be riding as well to take five off so she'll be carrying an absolute featherweight and what she wants is a, a big stamina test uh, and she loves Cheltenham so Rose of Arcadia be one at a big price yeah. that I think could go well Same race that 220 it is an absolute belter um, looks cracker Darren did you have anything else on the Sunday? Yeah, I, I, I just go to the Tritown on Sunday. I was half interested in one run while Fred. I've had a soft spot for this horse for a long, long time. Um, obviously, must have hurt himself last year. Uh, pretty much missed the, the entire season after being kicked out of the way by Noble Yates when he was odds on in the race. I assumed that there was a problem came to light after that. I was actually pretty happy uh, with his comeback in Limerick behind Jeffrey and uh, and Cocoa Beach, etc., etc. Uh, I thought he was a big enough price. Now, look, You'd be mental to even attempt to have a bet in this race at the moment because Gordon, with Gordon having half the field, you don't know what's going to be declared and what isn't and who's going to be riding what. Um, but I, I think he could be one to keep on side for the coming year uh, if he's gotten over his little issue. I mean, he is a horse that admittedly gets it a little bit hard to win or, or certainly had in the past, but uh, I think he's got uh, bags of ability and uh, there is a massive handicap chase in one of these days. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you mentioned a few of Gordon's there. I mean, What's happened to this race, Stephen Cass? What has happened to the Troy Town? Is this are we supposed to accept that this is the way it's gonna be? I mean it's the way it's been for a little while, but what's he got in there? Seventeen? Yeah, I think seventeen of whatever it is, twenty-two. It's depressing. It's depressing reading. Uh, it just you know, the days of Troy Town when you would have had lots of small yards and you know, Tyner might have something in there, Gavin Cromwell, Henry like even Henry Dramad, Noel Mead. Uh, big trainers like Colin Murphy, all these are no known as Anthony Run. There's just no horses outside of Elliot for these big three mile handicap chases. Um, the Paddy Power, the Irish National, uh, the you know between William Gordon, the Testers, the Place, the Galway Place, they're all gone this way. Uh, everyone goes like there's a lot of smug Irish people going on about all oh, the Irish will win this and that at Cheltenham, but. I tell you what, I much prefer watching English racing at the moment because it's competitive and races like the Paddy Power, the Coral Gold Cup and the good English handicaps are miles, miles more interesting than all the Irish racing. Um, So I'd be very worried about what's happening with Gordon and Willie and as well as that, I'd say the two of them are on the phone to each other saying we can keep all our owners happy here and, and, and avoid each other, which is what they do. So Willie goes to, to Nace, Punchestown um. And Christmas at Leperstown, while Gordon's given the, this race and he's given down Royal, and they kind of just avoid each other. Uh, it's a sad and sorry state of affairs, and I certainly have no interest in the race on Sunday. Uh, nothing to say about it, but I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do because, uh, according to everyone, the owners paid the bills. But sure, the owners are just basically Jiggenstown, isn't it? Like that's that that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jiggenstown, JP, a couple Jiggins, of other, yeah. you know, Rob Core, a couple of other. 
Um, who, who else have you got in there? Of course. Um, yeah. The more inspective stud, obviously. Like, if you took them out, there's none left. It's yeah, boring, though, good. isn't it, lads? It's it is like, like, the whole to that thing place. is boring. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how has it been allowed? To, how has it been allowed to happen that like this is one of the premier handicap chases of the season? It's one of the, the you know the early highlights. Let's call it. It was a race. As Stephen said, you, you used to be able to get jiggy for a real look forward to it. How have we gotten to a place where we've allowed this to happen, or how has it happened? I mean, I, I, I appreciate like, it. intervention yeah. is difficult, but it's just so fucking boring. Excuse my French. It's so boring. Like you, you're fed up with the same thing. It's always with jumps racing. You always end up just a shade disappointed. It's it never fulfills its true potential in terms of competition, as Stephen said. The, the big two lads avoid each other consistently. Uh, England is a shade better, like not a whole pile better, but at least it is a shade better. The standard is lower, but it, it's more competitive racing, uh, certainly on a day to day basis. But like, it's just it's a it's a consistent gut punch with national hunt race in the last five or six years in terms of disappointments, and it's 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 getting very hard to to get like to get up for racing uh, in the in the in that period. Would it kill it to say that no yard can have more than three in a race above uh, a certain level? Would it kill it? You don't want to do that to maidens and novices and all that. You've got to go and get runs for these horses, right? But when you get to a certain level, would it kill it? But I, I, I haven't given it enough thought, but I, I, no. I, I, I don't think it would do this specific race any harm. I certainly don't think it would do the Irish National any harm, and it wouldn't do the Testers any harm or the Paddy Power Call. But that's where it's so obviously backed, so that makes sense. Yeah, but they're literally they're literally putting horses into the races just to stop all the yards having exactly. well in fairness the other the problem here is the other yards don't even have an entry. But you kinda know like take Maller Mission, for example. Ten years ago he one hundred percent would have run in the Tritown. Uh, yeah. three three mile front running would have suited him perfectly. But I'm sure John McConnell's thinking, and I don't obviously I've I have i have never spoken to John McConnell, but I I would guess he's thinking I you know, what's the point of going to the Troy Town? Because Gordon will have two with ten pounds in hand, or he'll have uh, you know, yard tactics going on and it's Gordon's race. So he's going for an easier target, which is the Carl Go trophy, a much more competitive, Amazing. much better yeah. race. Like it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um but he he's just an example. I don't know what they do with it, but I I, I think intervention you can be specific, like it, it literally could be those five big Irish national hunt handicaps that are very important you know the Galway Plate the Irish National the Paddy Power the Tritown and the Testis um, yeah. wh- why not do that for those I th- why not do it for a year and see what happens I mean because yeah. at the do moment you know they're extremely boring use, use the race record because like, do you know how they you know they're happy to shift the, the grade of a race let's say if, if over a consistent period the race ends up not getting enough runners or not, not having runners high enough rating if you look at a race like this and let's just use this as an example five years in a row half the runners come from one yard I think at that point you can definitely justify intervention in some description uh, do it by do it on a race by race basis but if the same races are being picked up by the same people every single time and they're supplying half the field uh, at that point I think for the sake of the sport you probably have to have to step in as much as I don't like the idea of it yeah I think it, it's looking like it might come to that now you know things change and yeah, for whatever reason one of the odds may uh may end up falling out with some of these owners and there might be a bit of disbursement, but it doesn't look likely. It just looks like it's getting worse. Um, all right. Uh, that was the, the Troy Town. Look, we've come to um, the end of uh, this week's race. Now, of course, brought to you with Gamble.com. It is time for the naps. I didn't get one in from Dermanola. No doubt you check him out on Twitter. He'll have something for each day of uh, the Cheltenham meeting and, of course, what's going on uh, in Ireland. Um, so I'm going to come to Stephen first. Your best of the weekend. Give me more than one. We've gone through a few days racing there. If you want, Steve. Um, I, I'll just throw in another horse who may or may not run on Sunday, uh, yeah. and a horse that I'm really excited about. I haven't done a lot of work for the podcast this week. Uh, I wouldn't have been familiar with this horse now before before doing the work, but I looked at all his videos since. It's a horse called Trillon that Kim Bailey trains. Oh, oh my God! I'm I'm absolutely in love with this fella. He, he, Ooh, yeah. he looks he he he, he kind of reminds me of Imperial Alcazar, one of those you know two and a half mile, three mile uh, Imperial Commander, maybe a big brute of a horse. Um, he's already rated one forty three. He's only had about four runs. He won a novice limited handicap chase on the snap the last time. Jumped really well. Uh, he definitely could be a, a Grade One horse. Um. It, when you go back on on his third run at Utoxer last year, it was a twenty five k race, Midlands National Day, load of one thirty, one forty horses, and he absolutely bolted up. I mean, you don't see handicap hurdles one in England like he did, um, against good horses as well. You'd have heard of all the horses in the race, like proper one forty horses. Uh, I'm very excited about him. I, he might want a bit of dig, so that they mightn't run him on Sunday. But I think if England are if the UK 
there, there could be a, 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 an RSA horse. Sorry, I'm trying to think of the name of the race. The Brown Advisory. There could be a yeah. Brown Advisory horse in there for them. Trelawn. He's just won. Uh, probably a lot of listeners, half of the listeners might have heard of him. So he'd be one. I'd 145 be very... Sunday. Yeah, now he mightn't run because two and a half miles, it'll depend on the ground. I think he'd want a bit of dig. Um, and I do think he's going to be better over three miles. But it, they might find a softer target for him. But if he runs, I'd be very, very excited to see him again. Um, and in terms of naps, I, I'd be sort of going for the horse in the Triumph trial. But at the same time, I think on a handicapping perspective, um, I think Il Rodoto has quite a bit in hand the way they've let him in with the framing of the race. And if Freddie Ginger's as good as everyone tells me he is. So my nap is Il Rodoto. Thank you. Uh, Il Rodoto, of course, I think might have been my nap on this day last season, uh, Stephen. So you can... Yeah, have it 12 months later. You'll probably be right. I'm not with it uh, this weekend. And I would have made unexpected part in my nap, but Angel's Breath has mean I'm going to at least split uh, some of my stake on the race, for sure. Um, so I'm not going to give you mine yet. Darren? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with good risk at all. Like, as in, as I said earlier, I, I wouldn't want to be laying 2-1 to one with this horse, much less the 7-2, 10-3 that, that's readily available on offer. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll go off something more like 7-4, 15-8. Uh, when the time comes and he's already heading that direction uh, with certain operators. Uh, I take Stephen's point about the uh, the trip being something of a question mark, but I think he might just get away with it, especially on the uh, the old track at Shetland. So good risk at all. Uh, if you'll give me 10 to 3 there, let's, let's split the difference between the two prices. Uh, I think he's an absolute one after the weekend. Okay, good risk at all for Darren. And if Lucia is confirmed for the Greatwood, uh, that would have to go very near to the top of my punting list. But Actually, I think Calico might be the best bet of the weekend. Dan Scout and Harry Scout in the 145 uh, tomorrow on Friday's card. Um, I'll be keen, obviously, on all the Nicky Henderson fanboy horses. Look out for Dusar, uh, Lucia. And uh, yeah, this has been a theme of my weekend. Nearly came off with Paul Nichols last week, but not quite in the way we would have liked. It's my pleasure to have been uh, joined by Stephen Cass and Darren Hughes on the race hour this week. Good luck if you're getting involved with Chum. Do gamble responsibly. Uh, we'll be back next week when Dermot Oldham should be back here. We miss you, Dermo. That is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see 